Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me. Good morning, Christian America. Jesus' words remind us that our life, our Christian life, is, does not escape pain, does not escape suffering, does not escape the trials and tribulations of this world. It does not escape the temptations of earthly trappings. It does not escape the temptations of sins, one to be angry, one to be vengeful, one to want to lash out at other people because we don't understand the world or the world is not understanding us and it's not going our way. We are Christians. We are followers of Christ. We are called to embrace those sufferings. We are called to glorify in those sufferings. And it's that amongst other things, but it's it, that's a key aspect that sets us apart from the rest of the world. We are supposed to be born again in the spirit and leave the flesh behind. Let's talk about that this morning as we get our week started off right. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here, as always, representing the Christian American revitalization effort. For those of you who haven't heard that term before, who haven't heard that phrase before, let me explain something to you real quick. The Christian American revitalization effort is an umbrella organization that we've created. And underneath that umbrella, we have a few lines of effort, different organizations that are dedicated to revitalizing the Christian American uh, community, the, to revitalizing our Christian faith here in this country. Now, underneath that umbrella organization are the, is this podcast, the Good Morning Christian America podcast. This is one leg of that, of the stool that upholds that organization and so we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast like this uh uh subscribe to this podcast on our youtube channel subscribe to this podcast anywhere that they have audio only podcast another uh stool or leg for the stool of this of the christian american revitalization effort organization is the Christian American t-shirt company and christianamericantees.com. So if you go to christianamericantees.com, you can pick yourself some, some Christian American apparel, t-shirts, hoodies, tanks, and a variety and assorted of uh, other assorted items that you can wear without saying a word to let the world know that you put Christ at the forefront of your life, that you take your faith seriously and that you love your country, especially today uh, when it's seemingly under attack from a variety of different areas. Another leg to this stool is also the Christian American community. That's our social media profiles that are all over the social media um, companies and websites. So it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Parler. Big ups to uh, all the fans out there, all the uh, community members on the Parler, uh, social media app, app uh, and platform. You guys have been a great inspiration uh, recently. You've just been engaging a bunch. Uh, you're, you're increasing in our numbers. Uh, it's been a real good experience in the short amount of time that we've been there. We've got over 5,000 followers already. So the Christian American community is growing. Another leg underneath that stool is something that we started uh, relatively shortly. So evgsolutions.org, for those of you who don't know, so we are uh, getting into the financial education space. So evgsolutions.org is, is another organization underneath this Christian American revitalization effort where we attempt uh, to provide 
financial education, basic financial education, nothing that, uh, that that's too far out there, but a basic understanding of the key financial components that any family can use, any person can use, any uh, parent, any uh, husband, any wife, in order to get their household finances in order uh, to provide uh, income protection for their family, provide a long-term uh, strategy for retirement, for income and, and wealth growth over time. Again, no gimmicks, no tricks, no get rich quick schemes or anything like that. This is basic financial education. You don't have to even uh, purchase anything. We're just trying to get the message out of how to be financially um, responsible in, in the age of COVID so that we can uh, we don't have to go into dramatic debt in order to pay our bills because that, that's a that's uh, an area uh, that cuts deeply to uh, my wife and I and, and the folks here in the Christian American revitalization effort. So that's an understanding of what the Christian American revitalization effort consists of right now. But we're always thinking about expanding into the nonprofit space and a very a variety of other areas uh, in the near future. Hopefully we're, we're able to make that happen, but we cannot do that without you guys. We cannot do that without the Christian American community. We cannot do that without you guys out there engaging, sharing, liking, uh, liking our content, uh, subscribing to our content. We, the Christian American community, you in, in particular have to be uh, engage. You have to be involved. You have to comment. You have to engage on our content. The social media platforms are not designed for us. They were never put in place for a good message. They were never put in place for for the message of God, for the for a wholesome message that you can think about the the goodness of this country and the goodness and the blessings that we've had as a country and as a community as an individuals as individual families and nuclear families that you uh, that you have that's not the message that social media wants to hear that's not the message that the secular world wants to hear and so they try to stifle that message we need you guys to combat that algorithm and the way we do that is we like and we share and we comment on the content because when when you do that when we do that the amount of people the way the algorithm works is that the amount of people multiply because again they're trying to stifle this they're trying to stifle any wholesome message they're trying to stifle any message that has to do with god because uh, because that's just the world we live in in 2020 now and it's not right but we're not going to complain about it it's tough but we're going to push on through anyway. And that's what today's message is about. Today's message is about we are called to overcome the struggles that we face in our lives. At no point in scripture does Christ say that it's going to be easy to be his follower. At no point does he say uh, that things are going to be uh, simple and they're, they're going to be, uh, you're going to be able to take time off. Uh, quite the opposite. What Jesus says in, in the, in the, uh, in the book of Matthew chapter uh, 16, at the end of chapter 16, I want to say it's uh, verse 24, is that he calls us to pick up our cross, to take up our cross and follow him. And, and specifically, he says, for whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That is what we are called to do. We are called to meet the challenge. If you're not being challenged in your life, then maybe you're not pushing hard enough. 
If you're not being challenged in your life, maybe you need to start looking for challenges. You need to start seeking some works that you can take, that you can take responsibility for, that you can put responsibility on yourself to strengthen you, to strengthen your psyche, to strengthen your mindset, to strengthen your faith, to strengthen your soul. Jesus, the savior of the world, sinless, who lived his entire life without sin, he, my friends, was crucified on a cross. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a tee right here that shows that you know the what he went through. He was crucified on a cross for having done no wrong. He didn't cry about it. He didn't complain about it. Although he anguished over it, and we talked about that last week uh, on Friday, the agony in the garden. He anguished over it because he knew the flesh was weak. Our flesh tends to be weak. We tend to be weak when we are surrounded by these earthly temptations and these these worldly uh, these worldly things in a secular world that that you know beats us down regularly as Christians and our it beats us down in our faith. But we can't let it keep us down. I just explained to you how social media and the secular world doesn't want this message to come out. I could very easily just get rid of the whole thing and 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 or, or complain constantly about it and give up or we can glory in those struggles we can glory in those sufferings and say that the reason that we're having these struggles the reason that the world is pushing back is because we because we are right and we know that we are right and that we are going to win in the end because that's what jesus says he's that we are going to win in the end even though you might lose your life as dramatic as that is he says that you're going to gain it that you will have it with him. You might lose this worldly life, but you're going to gain everlasting life. He said, what profit would be if you were to gain the whole world and forfeit your life? And another translation says, you know, what it would be to gain the whole world and lose your soul for what can one give in exchange for his life? The son of man will come with his angels and his father's glory. And then he will repay everyone according to their conduct. He will repay everyone according to their conduct. That means we're going to win. He's going to take up your side. You are going to have everlasting life. Far too often we get down on ourselves when the world pushes back and they beat us up. They might win a round. I don't know a single boxer who has never lost a round. I don't know a, a single basketball player or a basketball team that has never been down in, at one of the quarters and you know in the first quarter, second quarter. I've never known a football team that's been ahead every single quarter. There we always find ourselves in times of struggle, in times of trouble. We always find ourselves behind someone else. We can, we can find, we don't have to look hard to find ourselves in a bad situation, in a situation that maybe we don't want to be in, but maybe that situation is the whole point. Maybe the struggle is the whole point. Maybe the obstacle is the whole point that we then can overcome that struggle, that we can then overcome that obstacle. You know how many people 
since this coronavirus pandemic, this shutdown, this economic shutdown, and we're all in our homes and our offices and, uh, and, and everything shut down, no restaurants and no movie theaters and no sporting events and, and no any of that, no, no anything. You know how many people have committed suicide? Google the numbers and, and look how many people have committed suicide. You know how many people now have, have overdosed? Google and find out how many people have overdosed. You know how many people have turned to increased use of alcohol? Just Google these numbers. Those are the numbers people don't talk about because that mean that means that if you looked at those numbers, you'd have to you'd have to come up with an explanation for that. And the explanation is simple. People turn to these things. People turn to uh, suicide. People turn to drugs. People turn to alcohol. People turn to all types of sin and vices when they don't believe in anything. When they don't believe that the struggle and the pain and the suffering that they're going to going through means anything in the end. If you have no belief, if you have no purpose to whatever is going on in your life, then you're going to turn to something that's detrimental to it because nothing matters. That's the danger we find ourselves in, ladies and gentlemen. That's the danger we find ourselves. But we as Christians know that no matter what we go through, no matter what obstacle we face, no matter how many people talk bad about us and stab us behind, behind our backs, that gossip about us, no matter how much the world hates us, Jesus says, remember that the world hated me first. Can we remember that? Paul in Romans 5, and I say this all the time because it's such, a, it's such a, a, an important phrase. It's, a, it's a, such an important part of Scripture that resounds with me. When he says not only, not only that, but we boast in our afflictions. We boast. It means we brag. We're happy. We stand strong and we say, yes, look at what we're going through. We boast in our afflictions. Another translation says, we glory in our sufferings. If you're suffering for Christ, which you should be, if you're standing strong in the full armor of God against the world, against the evil ideas, against people and ideas and things and organizations, corporations that want to take our belief, the belief that has built the greatness that we currently have, the blessings of life, this faith that we have in Jesus Christ built this nation. Now, nobody wants to talk about that, but we will. This nation was founded on, on Christian values. This nation was founded on our Judeo-Christian history. This nation was founded specifically before it was this nation. The people first came over here for the expansion of the Christian faith. You can Google the Virginia Compact of 1609 for that. That'll tell you that exactly why settlers and, or explorers came here to, ex, to expand the, the Christian faith. So from the very inception, this country has been dedicated to Christ. Its founding of equality is built on the ideas of Christ. But it doesn't happen easy, and it, it didn't then, and it, and it isn't easy now. 
So do we give up? Do we quit? Do we complain? Do we ask for handouts? Do we shirk our responsibilities? Do we pass it on to somebody else so that they can struggle through it rather than us? Or do we follow what scripture says? Do we glory in our sufferings? Do we boast in our affliction? Because the, uh, the affliction, the sufferings produce perseverance. The per perseverance produces character. And that character produces hope. And Paul says it's that hope that, that does not disappoint. He says that because of the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. This is scripture, ladies and gentlemen. This is not my ideas. These aren't my words. These are the words that God has given us. These are the words that the apostle Paul provides us. This is an idea. This is their idea on how to live a righteous life. And if you think that a righteous life, one in Christ, is going to be all rosy, crimson and cloverly, you're mistaken. And if you're going to run, if you're going to back down, if you're going to kneel down, if you're going to bow down, if you're going to cow down to the world when they try to silence you and your faith, when they try to silence your children's faith in school, when they try to silence your faith in the workplace, if you're just going to continuously accept that and not stand strong in your faith, then my friends, you are not following the guidance that scripture provides us. The Lord knows it's going to be tough. The Lord knows we're going to go through trying times. He knows that right now is one of those times. But what I'm asking you today to do is to look at what scripture says about standing strong. Look what Paul says in the sixth chapter of Ephesians about the full armor of God. Listen to what Paul says in the book of Romans about how the world is going to go down the wrong road. Where the world is going to call good evil and evil good. Where people are going to turn to their immorality. But we are called to stand firm and to stand, to stand steady in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Stand strong, stand confident. That's what we're about. That's what this community is about. That's what, that's what this revitalization effort is all about. It's about getting us back to what we know to be true. The unbelievers are going to be unbelievers. I'm not speaking to them. There hasn't been a single podcast where I'm intentioning or intending to speak to them. I'm speaking to you, the believers, the ones that put Christ first. We have to stand stronger. We have to stand tougher. 
we have to support one another. And if we do, I promise you, God will lift us up. He will turn our nation back in the direction it's supposed to be. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you guys took some out of that. Hopefully I can, you know, provide a spark of inspiration for you this Monday as you make your way in this world, as you go into the places that you need to go, mask and all, or no mask, whatever. Whatever the law is where you're at. That's a different debate that I won't engage in. But wherever it is that you're going this week, make sure you take Christ with you. Don't leave him at the door of your home. Don't leave him at the door of your church. He should come with you everywhere. And you should speak his name regularly, especially to those who don't know him. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a blessed week. Have a blessed week to you and to your family, to your friends and to your community. Stay on fire for Christ. Good morning, Christian America.